Hi, we're in um, Jade's Potato Parlor. This is Jade Sparkles. Hello. She's my tattoo artist. And the tattoo artist of a lot of people, not like my personal tattoo artist. Yeah, like, yeah, I think like, a, lot like, of people, like, a lot of people do say like my tattoo artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. So. But then I want to be like, she's not just tattooing me. Like, she's <laughs> my career at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, what are we going to talk about? Uh, about how a you, little bit of how you got into tattooing um, and how you built a portfolio. Um, more than that, I wanted to talk about um, Jade's sabbatical that she took for one year in the year of last year. So uh, it was mid-2018 to I think about mid-2019 roughly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, around September I think. Was it? Yeah, I left, I left, um, what's the month before September? Wait, I left August. around there. I left around I think August, September and I came back about September-ish. So it ended up being about, I remember it ended up being about like a year and a little bit more. And a bit more, yeah, and, and change. Okay, so how do you get into tattooing? How I got into tattooing is a bit different from how everybody else got into tattooing. So a lot of people like they go to tattoo shops, they get tattooed and then they like they know their artists and that's how they get tattooed. Like they are, that's how they ask for apprenticeship. For me it was a bit different. For me, I finished my degree in fashion design and I was kind of like eh, I don't want to sew buttons on wedding dresses in the sweatshop for like a while so I was kind of like just procrastinating as I do and I was putting it off. So I happened to be doing a little trip in Europe at the time and my friend um, my friend at the time was like yo so I am uh, I'm, I'm setting this apprenticeship as a tattoo and like for, for tattooing and I was like so cool oh my god can I go try? He's like can you draw? I'm like yeah kind of and he's like well I think then it'll take you huh? because I still have to ask to be to be accepted, what it's not you go there and then your friendship is for sure. Yeah. So um, I went down. They said yes. So I came back. So I came back from my trip. I went down. I said yes. I drew a few things. I drew like a few realistic pieces. They are they weren't great lah, but they still took me in. And then I was with them for two years after that. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, for me I don't really think there's a there's a point where you know like you are done being a tattoo apprentice. It was kind yeah. of just. Just that way, also I just said I'm okay. Yeah. But I don't. That's the thing. I don't know at what point. Like I feel like for me personally, the word tattoo apprentice is very hard to get customer. So mm-hmm. I was trying to True. drop. I was, I was trying. To, I was. I think I said more like I tattoo people. Like it's not saying hi. I'm a tattoo artist, right? Yeah. I said, oh yeah, I do tattoos. Like it's so much. It's like a nice little in between where yeah, you yeah. don't go like I'm an actual tattoo artist. Yeah. yeah. So like because when you say oh I'm a tattoo apprentice, like. Then you're like, oh, mm. can you continue doing your orange skin? Yeah, exactly. And then like, some more last time, like when I started, there was no such thing as Instagram yet. Mm. And then so, we had Facebook. When Facebook is not... When was this? Which year again? Oh, uh, we are what year now? We're 2020. This must have been about like 2010 or 2011, maybe. Okay. I'm not very sure. Like, mm. summer, summer around there. Uh, yeah, so there wasn't Instagram. Facebook was a thing, but like still, like you're not just gonna trust some random. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, and of course. The thing is also because my friends weren't heavily tattooed. What my friends who were were already done. Like they had gotten it like 15, 16, 17, 18. I started at 19. So by the time they were done, like with their tattoos, I had just started. So nobody was gonna like you know, oh nah, shit, nah. That you try. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I was very lucky. I had my, I had a few of my ex classmates, ex schoolmates. Like they let me try on them. Sorry guys. Uh, and try, like, try, and try. But then like, yeah, getting customers was damn rough, like mm. in the beginning. So like, yeah, that's how I, that's how I generally started out. Mm. And then in terms of getting customers, it was very, very, wow, I don't want to say what amount, because at the time I was clubbing so much, I was meeting everybody. But just because you 
tell somebody you're a tattoo artist, right? Doesn't mean they want to get tattoos. Correct. Right? Because they will be like, you need to see your portfolio. Exactly. Right. So like, you know, I didn't really have a portfolio behind me. So as much as I tell people I'm a, like, I'm, I'm tattooing people, like, they are not going to choose me. Also, on top of that, I got no tattoos. At the, I didn't have tattoos for the first two years of my career. So it was very severe. Like, no one would let me tattoo them. Like, really, no one that right in mind, like, which, in hindsight, I, was, I wasn't ever sour about it because I kind of understood. But like, in hindsight, yeah, it probably fucking helps to get tattoos. Like, yeah. It really does. Mm, as someone who has a lot of tattoos from a lot of different artists until I found her, um, I don't think it matters to me. But that's because maybe because you saw I already had portfolio. But starting out with no portfolio. No, but no you know what? I always damn gym try. Like, I always like just randomly, okay, okay, whatever, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's very true. Problem, that. Actually, I should be more like other people where they would always oh, check this and do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't. You mm-hmm. see? So actually, that's how I got some really ugly tattoos that I ended up lasering a lot. And it's really painful, so don't do that. Like, do your homework. Jade is very good. I'm telling you. She is. Must do, like, must do pose every time. I'll put up some of her, your work on Overlay. Oh, on sweet. Day. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and her Instagram. And so how did you actually start building that portfolio? I, and, and, and maybe you want to let us know what do you think is your signature work? Okay, so I think I'll start with signature work first. Uh, I think my signature, which I actually had a really hard time finding a signature look because I'm kind of one of those people who like, I like everything. So like for me, like I think in the beginning, a lot of people like, oh yeah, you should go into a style. You know, you go into a style, you get better at it. That's how you improve. But I kind of went in not knowing exactly what I wanted. I kind of just like art in general. So I was kind of like, oh, I like this and I like this and I like this and I like this and I kind of just did everything. And then I was like, okay. And then eventually someone was like, why don't you just kind of do realism? Because clearly when I started, okay, so when I first started, I always knew I wanted to do portraits. This was from the really the get-go. But you don't do portraits straight out because oh, it's just really not fucking right. possible. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, of course you have like some star players, lah, but like it didn't happen for me. Lah. I couldn't start and then do portraits again. So for me, I already knew I liked realism. Mm. But it was only maybe into a year, I think about three or four, where it kind of became like, oh, black and grey maybe. Mm. And then it kind of went into that and then so I built my portfolio to a point of where I can kind of do where my specialty in my opinion is like detail with black and grey and colour realism. So that's where I feel the happiest doing my tattoos most of the time. Mm-hmm. I do other stuff as well, like sometimes I still do like old traditional work. Mm. Um but like that's like on the off days where like you know it's fun to put something else in the mix instead of doing like the same thing every single right. day. Uh, I also want to say that point to note, I feel like what I align with so much is she really respects what I want. As the customer, she respects what you want. And um, if you want it that big, she'll just do it that big. Oh, she'll it. She doesn't really care. But I've been to a lot of studios and um, some, um, don't name names, uh, some people are very strict on like, no, 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 have to be big, be small. I don't want, uh, like, no, no, for what? Let's make it big. You know, and um, what I love about her is, I mean, if I want it small, I want it small for a reason, maybe, whatever, right? But she doesn't discriminate. I mean, if you, if you want a penis, I think she'll probably do it if you really want it. I mean, like, if you, if you, if you, if you have taken the time to talk to me, to book an appointment, put a deposit, and come for the, the day of your tattoo, I think you've had quite a lot of time, in the, last time to, like, think about, think about your penis. For tattoo. life. Yeah. I mean, like, to be fair, I do, when it is too small, I'll be like, we need to go a little bit bigger, just yeah. for, because of this reason and this reason. And but it I, might not last. Yeah, it might not last. So I do give the, I do give, like, 
the I guess the warning like mm. it might not last I can do it no problem but you must know that I did tell you that it will yeah. last so you can't tell me that you're not making an informed decision right Correct. now so if you are you're getting a penis tattoo back this is not the best idea to get a penis tattoo like really think about it but I mean if you've done your homework you thought about it for however many hours you've thought about your penis tattoo then and you want to still get it then get it lah like, I mean it's your body lah yeah correct so yeah you know, it's okay lah so that's what I really like about her as well and um She's quite fast. That's the other thing. I have ADHD, right? I don't like lying on so long. And we don't stop talking, so it's very fun. So it becomes like... It's just like, like physical session, yeah, yeah, just chit yeah, chat yeah. all the way, yeah, like yeah, gossip yeah. session. And we talk about everything because she's very liberal and I'm very like chill as well. So I think that's where we grow our chemistry. Okay, so a little bit more about... Are we building, done po- building portfolio, I think. Yes. Sure, right? mm. Okay, so the building of the portfolio, honestly, I don't really know how people do it. Because the way I did it was, I don't have a marketing background, I don't know anything about marketing really per se. So the way I did it, I feel was very, I think what's, what's the term they use for Instagram? Organic growing? Like, oh, for Instagram. Like, oh, Instagram, right? yeah. Because when, when did you start with Instagram? I want to say year two, year two, year three. Of, of yeah, but the thing is, Instagram back then wasn't Instagram right now. now. Of so back then, it's really like selfie, this shoes. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, god! Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's yeah. really like anything. It's like it wasn't so much for work. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it's, now it's really good it's like getting to I feel like different. I feel it's like Twitter, but like but yeah, 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 yeah. It was like it came right after Twitter. It's anything that you can put online. You just put. You correct, do not correct. create your like you your feed. Yeah. Nothing. Yes. So I think Instagram came in about year two or year three of what I was doing, and before that I had Facebook. So I was posting and I was telling people, but your reach only goes so far. Yeah, correct. So then it came in, Then came Instagram. Then I was just posting like, it's my own account. Like, it was really a personal account. My Instagram right now started as a personal account. I removed a bunch of shit. Like, I think like, actually very recently, only a year ago, uh, less than a year ago, I removed everything. Before that, you could have gone scroll 10 years of like content, 8 years, 8 years of content. Mm. But uh, yeah, so I did that. And then after that, I started tattooing anything I could. Really, it was really word of mouth and just pushing and talking to people. And then like begging people to come in, like doing like really big pieces for no money. Just letting like, you know now you have to wait three months. <laughs> now, now, now. Now we three now. months waiting. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it's also because of COVID, like, because every single yeah, yeah, yeah. one and then like government yeah, yeah. give money. So everyone's like, government sponsored that <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, so then then Instagram hit and then I was kind of like okay so we so I posted myself on Instagram and then by that time I was really doing tattoos like quite cheap uh. so then uh then I would uh then I then everyone talked to someone 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 then eventually you get a small pool coming in but it, by year three or four I wasn't still I still wasn't supporting myself properly yeah I was still waitressing on the side yeah and then so I joined a new shop so uh, after my first shop I joined a, a second shop I want um in that shop my boss was very very nice to me in the sense where he really gave me a lot of because he was packed out. So he was just giving me like all the stuff that he doesn't want to do. So like let's say a small like realistic rose or like you know script and stuff like that. So doing those tattoos well, I hope. Uh, like that people talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and then like eventually that's where it started coming in and I started. Being- so for me, it was word of mouth as well. Yeah, for me, I still think like the other like we were doing a survey for a while because I was trying to figure out where my my where my cousins are coming from. I think to this day, I'm still getting word of mouth more than Instagram. I think oh, it might be fifty fifty. I'm not very sure, but that's how I grew my Instagram. But that was really many many years of doing this and mm. then people talking and then people following oh yeah and then uh, at one point in time like a few interviews came up so that helped a lot mm. like so like a few articles went on the internet so like apparently some people google me and still can find me which is quite nice so that's all it's like this organic massive growth, like, web of like organic growth Crap. yeah but i i genuinely think that 
I mean, I'm not a tattoo artist, but I would generally think that there are certain skills that you pick up along the way that help with certain kind of tattoos. And then you also, as in you hold your own craft. It's well, not just about drawing well. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. But like, I, I mean, like, all these years after, like, just, just, okay. So the beginning, you get stuff you don't really want to do, but you just need as much, as much skin as you can to practice. Right. So everything you get, you are grateful. And then you just do the best job you can on everybody as well as you can with your mm. skill set. Mm. So it's this thing about constant growth. You, if you're not growing, you're dead. Yeah. There's no point. There's yeah. really no point. Because in a tattoo industry, like, like apprentices now can do like what I was doing after four, four five years at, like within like six months. Yeah. It's that intense. It's damn scary. Mm. So like, if you do not grow, it's not going to happen. Not very simple. Very simply put. Mm. So yeah, no, growth is very, very important. So not only do you have to, not only do you have to go lie on customer, you also have to make sure that you're growing in terms of like your skill and, like, yeah. your, and your art and like, Times change, there are different trends. You know, one point of time there was dream catchers everywhere, one point of time there was infinity signs everywhere, one point of time there was watercolor tattoos everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so like everything now it's like the mini, 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 mini. Yeah, mini, now all the tiny ass tattoos. Single line, like tiny, tiny, yeah, tiny exactly. Like, I think uh, I, I like to call them like Korean tattoos. Yeah, like, yeah, right yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. very like very Korean, trend. very small, very like quaint. Yeah, so not like really. right now we are in that segment. Yeah. So, yeah, also you have to adapt uh, mm-hmm. according to what's happening. Uh, like, I think that what I also like about her is she helped me to plan like if I just said like she did the, the planet one right and I said I wanted to do this and she'd be like okay this is the best position for you and stuff I think that's also important like that's what I like as well she cares about not just like it's her art as well right but she also cares about how it will look on you in the long run I think oh. that's also something that I really appreciate oh, thanks I mean if she does it enough on so many people she would know better than me mm-hmm. yeah I do give people my opinions though. like I do I'm not like Okay, you give me this nice slap on you immediately. I'll give you my you opinion. Yeah, okay, just here. Yeah, yeah like if I like if I if I do do that to someone, it's because I'm already fine with their placement. Mm-hmm. If I'm not okay with it, I will say. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if like or something. Oh wait, the chick didn't say that to me. But I'm like because your placement was fine. All done. And does there any tips for people who are starting out or struggling or something? Honestly, come and be her apprentice. <laughs> it honestly, I think it's really hard work. Like I feel like. People on the outside don't see the amount of work that goes into that into tattooing because for me to be able to do a strip in let's say five to ten minutes, it takes years to be able to get there to do it in five to ten minutes. So let's say if you're like paying I don't know hundred dollars for like a five to ten minute strip, like wow, piang, I pay five one hundred dollars is only five minutes, but it's the amount of time that it took for me to get to that point where I can do it in five minutes. Same for what I I interviewed my trainer. He he's an ex MMA fighter, right? Uh-huh. He said the same thing to me. I'm expensive on one-on-one PT because I have honed years of skills in order to teach you like fitness. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing I would say. Yeah. yeah so you're It's like, not something that you can say like the cost of this is five dollars, therefore I'm gonna sell it for fifteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not we're not really products either what we're kind of selling ourselves, right? You know, at the end of the day it's like a bit it's like a bit like self-excite, what you know what I mean? Must be good at what you do, not people won't come back. Correct. So um if I would I would say for like, if you want to be a tattoo artist or if you want, if you are apprenticing and it, it's getting hard, it's supposed to be like that. Mm. It's supposed to be hard. And the thing is, what's even worse, right? I can't even tell you that it's an end to it. There is no such thing as, we're going to go, okay, I'm done with my lines, I'm done with my shading, I'm done. Mm. I've learned it all. Yeah. Yes, no fucking such thing. It's mm. all the way. You have to constantly get better. You don't get better, it's, it's no, no end. There's really mm. no end inside. It's no such thing. Mm. Like you might win awards, but it doesn't matter because if you stay standing for two years, don't worry, someone younger than you will confirm the place. Mm. So it's a constant growth. I really think that it's really perseverance and hard work and really just get down, do it. And you really have to use brain when you're doing 
when you're trying to learn something. You cannot just like, if I write this line up 50 times with no brain, it's going to be fine. No, you have to be in it 50 times for you to get better. Because if you're just going to copy, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Like, it won't make you any better. You really have to try. So yeah, that's the part that's frustrating, but that's also what separates rewarding. people who get, yeah, it's very rewarding. And that's what separates people who get better. La. And I personally, I like things, I like things the hard way. So I like, I like trying to be better. Not necessarily, not so much the hard way, but you like to put in the work to see the outcome. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, like if it takes a little bit more time to get this kind of detail, yeah, I'll definitely put in the time. Okay, and we also talked about, I asked her just now, do you have any favourite pieces that you like? Mm. And she shed light upon the fact that to her, it's not just the art piece, it's also the person and they need to love the art and mm. that's what gives her satisfaction and mm. happy. Mm. And I never knew that about her and I think that's really amazing. Because that's what she always does for me. Mm. I, I, and we have good chemistry, so every time I come, it's always a good session for me. Yeah, it is for yeah. me too, it is for me too. Like, if she respects what I want and I really love her work and... I, but I don't know how she's like with other customers, so I never knew that part. Yeah, for me, like, really, because, I don't know, I feel like, for me to love the tattoo, you must love the tattoo. If I just smack something, like, if, okay, let's just say, like, people are sometimes, on the very, very, very occasion, people are like, do whatever you want. I'm like, okay, so, do you want to do, like, Do whatever you want. Yeah, like, there's a very occasion, very occasion people do that. But people don't actually mean it. Ah, yes, People yes, don't yes, ever yes. truly mean it. Hey, I, I do design, right? Excuse me, sorry. Um, freelance. That's exactly it. Oh, I love your work. I've seen it. I, I want you to work for me. And then when you start with them, oh, actually, no, 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 this is not. They have, they have something in their mind. And they don't know how to verbalize it. They don't know how to visualize it. But they, okay. So when someone says, oh, so this has happened to me a few times where they're like, okay, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know what I want. I just give to you. Like, you just do whatever you want. Then I'm like, okay, do you want to do a mermaid? No, 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 no. I need you to tell me what you at least don't want. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I need, some kind of direction. Mm. I don't like this whole, uh, like, I feel like, you know, that some people are like, oh yeah, we need to do whatever you want. But like, the thing is because I don't do like, okay, I feel like it makes sense if I only do, let's say, there are people who do exclusively peonies. Exclusively. One kind of flower, one kind of style. Of course, then I say do whatever you want. At the end of the day, I know I'm really a peony and I know yeah. really yourself. Yeah. But for me, because I do so many, like, things, and realism is, dude, realism is literally anything and everything. Mm. Anything and everything. Flowers, camera, everything, and everything. Ants, butterfly, clouds, statues, whatever. It's everything and anything. So you tell me, I want to see, do anything you want. I am not going to say, let's do Greek gods on you. Because I do it quite often. And I don't want to do it again on something that I have no, like, I have no, like, restrictions on. So if you told me, if you ask me to do something that, uh, like, what I truly want to do, I'll do things like passion flowers. Passion flowers are these, like, weirdest looking flowers that I really like. And I've been wanting to tattoo on people. But people won't get it because it's so weird looking. But you did tell me anything, but then when I show you a passion, no, 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 that's not what I want to do. Actually, I was thinking more along the sea line. Ah, there we go. You have idea what you want a sea theme. So do you want an octopus? No, maybe not octopus. Maybe a clownfish or something like that. Console in this idea. You have to dig it out. Then. Yes. So for me, I don't mind digging ideas out of people. Like, I really don't mind reading really, because that's what the consultation is for. Yeah. But no such thing as do anything you want on me. Like, and Mm-hmm. Nah, doesn't happen. Like, I personally don't think it happens. I usually trace my art before I come. I'm very well prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's super well prepared. She's just like, when men done. I don't have to stand so much really did it for me. I'm like, yeah, okay, great, fantastic. I usually get my designer yeah. to do it. It's super so easy. It saves time. Yeah, it does. It does. It's super easy. Just need to choose the size. Yeah. Okay, what, what else were we talking about? Just now. So we talked about that. And the worst. And the worst tattoo, but she said she doesn't really have one. No. 
there's no really weird tattoos because any tattoo is a tattoo. Yeah, dude, like as long as you like it, I mean, let your freak flag fly. If you like, if your freak flag fly. Yeah, like if you want like seven fucking ladybug, like ladybugs, like in a circle around your around your navel. Why? Uh, okay. I'll get like I know, I know, but like you know, like this is the kind of things like, you know, why? Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, oh, because I don't know, because my grandparent, my grandmother had like seven siblings, and like she meant a lot to me. She liked ladybugs. Okay, why not? Would you consider changing the area? No, you want it exactly there because she used to rub my stomach a lot. Okay, done. Okay. If it means something to you and you like it, I don't think it's the best design idea, but if it means something to you and you're 100% sure, then you love it. Mm. Then you do it. Lah. I like that you respect it. what people want. Absolutely, it must. Lah. It's their body. You know, I, I, it's their body. Yeah, it really yeah, is their body. And I do try to talk people out of bad tattoos. Yeah. So, but ultimately, I try to talk you out of it. No matter what you go outside, you go get it covered up, right? You can never say that I didn't try to cure. Yeah. You can never say I did not have your best interest at heart. Mm. Like I hear some people, they're like, Oh yeah, my tattoo artist last time never tell me. Like, I'm like, I take it with a pinch of salt, mm. personally. I take it a pinch of salt because I'm, I'm, I'm a tattoo artist. I understand where the, tattoo, where the tattoo artist might have been. Whether or not he did or did not do, he or she did or did not do their job. I don't know, because I never talked to the tattoo artist. So I take it with a pinch of salt. Whereas other people, let's say like this person goes out with this, Horrendous tattoo on the arm, right? Everyone's going, you know, okay. A lot of people also are like very like, um, a bit weird about like, for example, like, I'm not going to do this tattoo on you because ultimately, right, let's say I tattoo your arm, right, and you, I do some like, I don't know, some complete crap on your arm because you wanted complete crap. People are not going to ask you why you did that design. Who, you, who did it? Yes. Yeah, people don't who want did it for you. To get. Exactly. So if your tattoo looks like trash, it reflects badly on me. But I try my best to come in between to have a tattoo that kind of looks good and as well as a customer happy. I have to find a middle ground. Have I sent crap out my door? I try not to. Mm. I really try not to. At least try to compromise. I can mm. be quite persuasive. Persuasive. I'm gonna put out some of her work as we talk as well. And this is the potato parlor. Potato parlor. Forgot. Forget to say that more time. Yeah. Potato parlor. Potato parlor. I love the name. And I love that it's not, um, I've been to a lot of studios, it's not like a conventional studio. Mm. It's not dark, it's not dank, it's, it's not noisy, and it's very clean, and it's not daunting to walk in. I'm very glad, like, a lot of people have said that, and I'm very happy, because mm. like when I was growing up, I was super scared of tattoo studios. Mm. Dude, it's really so intimidating. It is, it is very intimidating. It's so it scary. Mm. It's so, so scary. But once you go in and you start talking to everyone, you realize everyone's just nice. Yeah, yeah, everyone's just, nice. Everyone's nice. Never as long as you get it, I feel like they're going to go in and just ask a million questions about that and not get it. I think people will be a bit like, uh, yeah. But I, I've never been to a studio and like get a tattoo and people were rude or mean. Like, yeah. no, never. Once yeah. you go beneath the skin of a lot of tattoos all over them um, and a lot of banging music, they're all really nice. Yeah, generally everyone's nice. I mean, like, End of the day is customer service. Like, you also won't survive if you're a piece of shit as well. Correct. Like if you're shitty to customers, what will get around one like, your, Yes. Your customer will recommend you to other people. No. So yeah, you have to word of mouth is important. Really. Yeah, for sure. It's simple so fucking small Singapore. Mm. Like, Singapore especially. Mm. Word of mouth is super important. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about your sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Um you wanna talk about the places you went? Because like, it's okay, it's a one year sabbatical, so I don't think she wasn't like if she actually touched on every single place she went, I think we talked about this for a few hours last yeah. time. So do you wanna just like talk about it in, in entirety? I feel like I'm not and also I need a mat. 
like kind of show, show where you went right, right, and right. also what you've learned at the end you feel like and maybe pick out three places okay let's pick out three places you love most like the worst you. questions uh like the worst like three places like but they all this one and all that one yeah, 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 yeah. okay uh where okay i can start okay i'll do like the the general the general overview of where i went okay so if this is a man we started from alaska this is a if this is a man Okay, like everyone knows what a, what a map looks like, right? Roughly, like I'm kind We're of. We're talking about a flat map. Flat map, flat map, flat map. Like a like a like map. Okay, I started in Alaska. I went down to Vancouver. I did the left side of America. Went down to Cuba. Went all the way down to Ushuaia, and Ushuaia is the last point in the world before Antar- before Antarctica. Almost went to Antarctica, but it was too expensive. So we went down. I think the left side or the right side. I think we went down the right side. So we shimmed down uh, South America on the right side and came back up on the right side. And then we went to. Europe. She had one girlfriend. Oh yeah, I was with I was I was not alone. I was with my I was my friend who by with all of this. Uh, heads up, Ibel, shut out because God, I would not have done it without her. And then we went up to Europe. So we did Iceland, and then we did Europe. Then we did Eastern Europe. So you have your Romania, your Budapest, your these kind of places. We also did a bit of Africa. Was so, it backpacking? Yes. Yeah. It was really backpacking. Like one point of time, our bags were like thirty kilos, and we were like, okay, we need something to Mm. Uh, so in Africa, we did like Morocco and Egypt and I uh, can't remember what else. And then we went back up and we did the Balkans. The Balkans is this area that I did not know existed. So these places like Bosnia and Albania, places that I didn't know existed. I mean, a, there's a whole segment. Yeah. It's called the Balkans. It's an actual thing. It's like a lot of European countries that are trying to get into the EU. It's very chill. Very mm. uh, and then after that, we went to the Stan. So it was Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan and what have you. So that's Central Asia. Uh, so that's like we went to a lot of places. Okay. I really went to a lot of places, but like condensed. We wanted to do China after that, but apparently, fun fact, you cannot get uh you cannot get a China visa in a Muslim country. Ooh. Yeah. So okay, uh, so pick up three places now. You realize that Jane and I talk very fast, so yeah, you guys, sorry. you guys, sorry, slow, sorry, slow mode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we talk very fast and we talk very loud and we are very like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, we're in it, we're in it. Just like one story, one story become ten stories. Correct. Right, just stories and what, right? Yes, yes. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I think okay, so for me one of the kind like I think it's nice I think it's nice to like name countries that are not as I feel frequented. Mm. But then it makes me sound like oh yeah, I go to the poor countries, like the poor people that no but Guatemala was amazing. Mm. I know it doesn't like Guatemala, like when you Google Guatemala, there's actually nothing. You know I'm starting to like do this because all I think about is coffee beans, sorry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. coffee. Yeah, and the, like, yeah, but I've never been there. Yeah, I don't know what's so like. many coffee beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot even tell you that I know exactly how coffee is made now. Like I'm Amazing. because I've been like four or five times. I've been to coffee museums and everything. Because it's such a big produce yes. from that part of the world. Yes. So Guatemala is gorgeous because the people are so nice. And it's so cliche to say, but like the people were so nice. It's not even so much about like the things to see, but the people were really, really Sometimes nice. I feel that way too. In a certain city, when the people are so nice, you're just like, your mood is gets better. Yeah. Everything looks nicer. Exactly. You know, like, trash can be on the road, but someone you just feel like it's okay because yeah. everyone is just like nice. Because everyone's so nice. And like, the thing is, I feel like in Southeast Asia, we're very spoiled. Because like, you know, you go to Thailand, everyone's super fucking nice. You go to like Bali, you go to like, you know, like you go to all these like tourist destinations in Southeast Asia, and everyone is so used to tourism that everyone's super nice. But the thing that you have to understand about South America, right, is that they don't need to speak English. Because everybody speaks Spanish. There is no reason for them to learn English other than tourism. And honestly, our side of the world doesn't go to that side of the world very often. 
So I started speaking a bit of Spanish just for this reason. Uh, Colombia was amazing. I really love Colombia because me and my friend, we both do salsa, so it was really fun. So we did that in uh, Guatemala and Colombia. In South America, I don't know, like Cuba was cool, but like not my favorite place, honestly. What else was nice? Three only, I said three, yeah. Okay, another one. I went Guatemala, Colombia. Jordan, Jordan, okay, Jordan, Jordan. Okay, so, okay, I'll say Guatemala, Jordan, because I got to see Petra, and to me that was like magic. And then the last one would probably be. I don't know, Morocco, I guess. Because if you're shopping in Morocco, I really cannot, cannot, really cannot. Everything is beautiful. Then you want all these carpets, right? Carpets and carpets and carpets. You want to buy everything. It's very intense. I cannot. It's like, if I had a house, Did you get of that? No, I, no lah. No. <laughs> I honestly, no, I saw so many things, right? I yeah. wanted to buy that I just couldn't send back. Yeah. And it just like, it really That's the thing about backpacking. Like, you, you cannot bring anything. Yeah. So what I ended up doing is buying a lot of jewelry. So like, maybe mm-hmm. a earrings, like pair of earrings from here, mm-hmm. like then, well, the amount of like furniture, if I had a house, right, I would have decorated my entire house just from the stuff that we saw, eh. They cannot send back. That's a more very broke. Very sad. Really mm. very sad. What would you say was, is difficult about basically backpacking the world? Okay, um, not the world, but, you know, yeah, the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So advice for backpacking is, um, just do it. Just, say. yes, just do it. Like, mm. As I said just now, it's I'm not gonna come out especially at this time because no, it's, it's fine, second time. Fine. Yes, yes. But yes. it's not that she doesn't care, it's just that we're doing this again. Yeah, so for me, okay, so for backpacking, right, the most important thing is just do it. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Save the money because because it is possible. My friend works a very normal job. Like it's nothing is is nothing super fancy. She's earning a very, very normal normal salary. And she was able to save up the money to be able to backpack. So it's not about like people, like, I think this is what I was talking about. I, was like, I, I really don't like it when people say I was lucky to backpack. Because we it's did not it. That you're lucky. It wasn't lucky that we worked for it. And saved to do it. Exactly. So it's, if you want to go backpack, just fucking do it. There's really no like, like plan it. But like, plan it, yes. Not don't plan it. just do it. Like yeah, plan it, plan. save But the thing is like, the, the, actually, you can do it without planning also. Mm. But just kind of a sketch no, outline. Oh yeah, yes, you have to save yeah. enough to go. So like, let's say your budget is 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, right? Obviously, that gives a different amount of time. But it depends on how much you scrimp and you save and how much you scrimp and save while you're on vacation. Mm. So obviously, we weren't staying in fucking W Hotel the whole way. We were staying in hostels. Some hostels costing us one or two dollars a night. That's super cheap. Yeah, it's super cheap. So it is very, very possible. So let's say if you want to do just say like South America and uh, you only have like, let's say, I don't know, 10, 20,000. Because you do need like a significant amount. Like, the, the ticket alone to like that part of the world is already quite expensive. About 2k plus. I need to buy now, especially COVID. If you want to, now is a good time to buy. If you want to do COVID, you just buy for 2 years from now. And I tell you, in 2 years from now, hopefully COVID will be end. Will end and then you get that really cheap ticket. But I'm not saying go next week. Like, I'm saying like go in like maybe a year or 2 years. Hopefully if COVID is over. But it is possible. Just need to save and go do it. There is no other way to say it. There is really... Like, a lot of people, they tell me, especially people who are in, like, you know, the banking jobs and the, the jobs that are very, like, progressive in the sense of, like, you know, I finished my uni, I went to this job, after I finish this job, I'm going to go upgrade to another job. You cannot have that in your head. You must, honestly, your banking job is going to be there in one year when you come back, or in the six months you come back. Cannot be only got one man in Singapore, I will hire you again, one. You will find something else. Yeah. You will, one. It's, and I love this mentality. Yeah, and it I doesn't, it also, even if it doesn't matter, like, let's say, okay, you quit your banking job, okay, really? I got my degree in banking, I quit my banking job. No banks hiring when I come back, sway law. Then find something else to do law. Like you can you can if do your hands else. and feet and a brain and yes. a mind and you're moving, you're walking. Exactly. Talking, you can find something. Yeah, so like what's come to worst, you are just in a job. Maybe you maybe okay like you you just take a bit of a pay cut, you go waitress for like six months. But you tell me in that six months you won't get another job. Mm. Like 
it doesn't it might not be as good as the one you had before. Mm-hmm. But that six months I feel or the one day you spent traveling, to me it's worth it. So you have to wait for yourself how much do you think it's worth it. For me, I thought it was hundred percent worth it. But a lot of the people who say I was lucky obviously don't think it was worth worth the time to exit their great job mm. to do it. Whereas mm. I did. I left in somewhat the prime of my career. Mm. I had just started getting like properly, like I started getting my followers and I started getting these interviews from these magazines and stuff like that. And that was a really good time for me. I was really solidly booked when I left. And then and then I, I left it all. Then I came back and my And she had to slowly build it back. And up. I had to slowly build up my clientele once again. Ah. Mm. So for me just do it. I don't know if y'all got this part just now, but she's booked out for three months. So. Yeah. Mm. Cannot complain. Cannot Busy, complain. but cannot complain. Mm-hmm. Really cannot complain. I am so grateful to have a job, especially now with COVID. Yes. Like, do you think it's affected your business in any way? Oh, yeah, it got better. Whoa. Because two, because two, yeah, it got better. Got better. <laughs> That's why it's, you know, like, I feel very bad because like during the, during the lockdown, a lot of people are like, hey, are you okay? Because I'm quite extrovert. I'm quite an extrovert. But at the same time, I commit very well. Mm. So they were like, hey, I see you, are you, are, you, are you okay to stay at indoors for two months? I was like, yeah, dude. I'm on my computer living my fucking 16-year-old self playing games every day. I was fine. But there are so many people out there that were like so much worse off than me. Some people lost their job. Some people mm. really don't know what to do already because like, it's just their bad situation. So I cannot complain on the situation or anything. I am very, very lucky and very, very happy to have one. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, hashtag blessed already. Like I am not going to complain about my situation at all. And because I think because two months people stay at home, oh, I want to get tattoo. And now is a great time to get tattoos because now no one is traveling. Mm. So that means no one is going to the sun, going to the beach, going swimming, all these kind of things. That's why now a lot of people are getting tattooed also. I just got tattooed by her, right? I went swimming the next day. I, I totally forgot. But look at it. It's totally healed and it was, it's fine. It's mm. perfectly fine, right? Mm. Actually, I don't know about this one. I can't see it. But does it look fine to you? I went swimming the next yeah, day. Fine. <laughs> a face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Because okay. you just come back. Any other advice? I think we're okay. For tattooing? Uh, perseverance and hard work, but I feel like I already said that. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what got cut off. Yeah, we don't know what got cut off, so we're just so, randomly grabbing that. Yeah, uh, for the world trip, just do it. Mm. Apprenticeship, I think that one's in pretty. So yeah, that one's good. in. The one was in the front. Yeah. What, oh, the, what were we talking? I don't know. I, we were talking about random stuff. Like, okay. We were. We were. Okay. We can say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Two potatoes. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>